0: You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Hey, I'm Tamara, and welcome to Many Roads Traveled, the travel podcast that takes you all around the world on my overland trips that I've been doing over the last 30 years to 76 countries. So, if you love travel and adventure, please subscribe. And of course, at the end of each episode, there is Tam's top tips which is my up-to-date travel tips for that area. Okay, so buckle up, buttercup, and let's hit the road. Okay, I'm back, and it's episode 70, as well as the first episode of series three about my recent trip back home to Brighton, UK, and 10 Days in Morocco. And Morocco was my 77th country I've now traveled to, which was awesome. So before we get into it, I need to give you a bit of a backstory because this was the most ridiculous start of any trip I've ever done, I think. (laughs) For the first time, I flew with WestJet from Toronto, Canada to Gatwick, London. Oh my gosh. So I booked my flight in... I say mid-February of 2022, two weeks later, I guess through drunken shenanigans kind of (laughs) and icy sidewalks, I basically slipped on the ice. My friend fell on top of me and as she was getting up, she pushed on my fibula. So, you know, the bone in your lower leg on the outside of your lower leg and snapped it in half. (laughs) Oh my God. So painful. And I also screwed up my knee. So that was February 27th. Like I said, two weeks after I booked my flight. Supposed to be leaving for England May 27th. I was in a cast for six weeks in wheelchair. My ankle was, or my lower leg. So it broke just above my ankle. That was actually not too bad. But my knee was just getting worse and worse. And I'm like, oh my God. I haven't been back to England for six years. And I lived in England for over 20 years. I'm a British Canadian dual citizen. And because of COVID and everything else, I hadn't been back to Brighton for a visit for six years because I, I left Brighton to move back to Canada. I was like, I'm going. I don't really care how I do it, but I'm going. And originally I wanted to, I had kind of two trips planned in mind instead of Morocco. I was going to Poland, Latvia, Estonia area, But then, of course, the disgusting Russian war happened on Ukraine. So I was like, that's probably not a good idea. So then I kind of switched it around. I was going to go to Belgium, Switzerland, Austria area. But then that's rather, it's quite expensive, those countries. So I was like, well, you know what? Maybe I'll just go to one country for a week or so. Well, being me, I decided to go to Morocco. But the more I kind of look into it and research, I was like, well, I want to go there. And I want to go there. And I want to go there. So of course, I kind of booked all my accommodation from home and and I'm going to like five different places in 10 days. (laughs) Sometimes I'm just an idiot. And now a quick sponsor break. So the number one reason I use this website to book most of my accommodations when I travel around the world is because they often offer a 24 to 48 hour free cancellation fee. Plus they are a price comparison site. So you get the cheapest price possible. So head on over to manyroadstravel.com forward slash booking. And you'll also be helping support the show. So I thank you for that. Okay, now back to the show. But I was like, I can do this. I can do this. Then about a month before I left, I had, I think three, yeah, three or four time got emails from WestJet changing my flights. So I was like, are you kidding me? Because I flew from little london i call it in canada which is two hours from toronto and then got my connecting flight from toronto to gatwick so it was it seemed to be the london to toronto trip that was kind of screwing me up although they did one of the flights they changed was me coming back i was just like this really is annoying and now i have to wear a knee brace and i have a cane because my knee is that bad i'm like okay this is definitely not the start of the trip that I was envisioning. That's for sure. The day I'm leaving, which was May 27th, and the London airport's like 15 minute drive from my house. So my dad dropped me off, got me a wheelchair in the airport, because I honestly, I could not walk very far at all. And it was in a lot of pain just the whole time. So get in my little wheelchair, get through customs and everything. So I'm at the gates waiting. The flight's Delayed like boarding by about 45 minutes. We finally get on the flight because I, d- I only had about three hours between my flights, which is plenty of time if the flight leaves on time. <laughs> <laughs> so sitting on the plane for about 45 minutes and then the pilot comes on, who looked about 18 years old, saying, I'm really sorry, ladies and gents, but everyone has to get off the plane because we have mechanical issues I use that mechanical issues in brackets I'm like are you kidding me so we all get off the plane we go to the speak to WestJet and they're like okay WestJet will basically text everyone you know for your own plans go ahead plans what's going to happen Uh, in the meantime everyone kind of gets hotel voucher meal vouchers and taxi vouchers well I was like, I might as well just go home. I'd rather go home and spend the night with my cat (laughs) than stay in a hotel. So I I was like, well, can I at least get a meal voucher? Because also I phoned my friend Sarah, the one who broke my leg, (laughs) if she could come pick me up from the airport. She's like, yep, I'm on my way. So I didn't need taxi vouchers either. And they're like, yeah, you can have a meal voucher, but we don't know. The meal vouchers are at the hotel. I'm like, okay, well, what hotel is it? She's like, well, we don't know yet i like, okay, forget it. <laughs> so I got nothing and, and lost a day of my holiday. So they're like, okay, well, just phone WestJet support or, you know, WestJet tomorrow morning, which I did. Spoke to this lady. I was like, this is ridiculous. Not only have you changed my flight three or four times before we even left, but after yesterday's fiasco, now I'm, I'm losing a day of my holiday. And when they changed my flight leaving Gatwick, I lost a day of my holiday. So I'm losing two days of my holiday you know, no fault of my own. And she's like, oh, well, you can apply for, you know, compensation and get a $1,000 back because your flight was delayed over nine hours. It was like delayed about 25 hours. So I applied for that. Of course, a month later, I get an email. Oh, no, because it was mechanical issues, we're not giving you any kind of compensation back, which is BS. So I'm down two days of my holiday, not happy, in pain. Like, <laughs> It sucks. So anyways, my dad takes me to the airport the next day, the London airport, just where we're about to board on my London, little London to Toronto flight. There's this ridiculous thunder and lightning storm just came out of nowhere. It was like, oh, my God. So they're like, okay, we have to wait because of lightning. Obviously, yes, which I agree with. Obviously, you know, our plane struck by lightning. So we ended up leaving about 45 minutes late. Get on the plane get to Toronto. I'm like, okay, we're almost at, I can see Toronto, you know, in the windows. And I'm like, but we seem to be circling <laughs> Toronto. Why are we not landing? Because now it's getting like close. And, like my flight to Gatwick was leaving in about an hour and we're still in the air circling. The Pilot, 45 minutes later, finally comes on. He's like, well, because of the storm, we're waiting for a runway to open up. But we are running out of fuel, so we might have to go land at a different airport to refuel. Now I'm thinking if this happens, I'm missing my flight to Gatwick again. Oh my God. But we finally a runway opened. We landed probably on fumes, but I have like 45 minutes. Toronto Airport, Pearson, is huge. And of course, like many airports over the summer, just in just ridiculous because of COVID and all that stuff, right? Luckily, I only had a carry-on and like a small backpack. And I made sure someone take me in a wheelchair at all three airports, like Toronto, London, Toronto, and Gatwick, which they were like, yep. So I'm waiting on the plane. My wheelchair is there, which is nice. So they kind of wheel me up to the, you know, the vehicle ones. Get on that. We get through to my gate, literally just in time. I was one of the last people to to board the, the flight to Gatwick. I'm just like, oh my God, thank God at least <laughs> I made this flight and managed to have a empty middle seat, which was cool. Because even though all the debacle of WestJet leaving, the actual flight was was good. I mean, comfortable seats, good food, all that jazz. So then we get to Gatwick about nine in the morning. I got the wheelchair, you know, met me, which was nice. And I'm telling you, it's actually way faster to get through airports in a wheelchair than normally. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just keep my cane and just use this in the future. (laughs) Luckily, in Gatwick, the train station is inside the airport, but still walking there. And I don't sleep ever on flights, at night flights. So, And then also the time difference. So England is five hours ahead of where I am in Canada. So I'm, you know, I'm pretty knackered or tired. See, I've gone into my English lingo. And um, finally get to my friend's. Carrie and Owens. But they're in Greece. Like I'm supposed to be looking after their cats, but luckily her sister could stay the extra day that I, you know, I missed. And funny enough, I lived in Brighton for 20 years and they live literally right behind my old flat. So I could see my flat from their back garden kind of thing. So it was really, really lovely to be in the hood. And then I was back in England. (laughs) Because I absolutely love Brighton. I mean, it's one of the places I really feel like I'm at home there. So it was awesome to be back. Kind of just chilled the rest of that day, obviously. There's also a little grocery store kind of at the end of the road. I'm with a cat. I can literally barely walk now that I've had no sleep as well. Like my blood illness kicks in too. So that's like daily pain and inflammation everywhere, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, I managed to get to the grocery store. And this is another little tip. Whenever you do go traveling, just get a local SIM card. Like it cost me £10 for the month because obviously I have a lot of friends in, in Brighton and in England. So I had to be kind of on the phone, right? Or at least get WhatsApp, which is free and you can call and text and even video chat to people anywhere in the world that have WhatsApp, right? Which is a free app that you can get. But yeah, SIM cards, just get a local SIM card, way cheaper than roaming prices, like on your own mobile plan. So the next day, uh, a good friend of mine, Paul, he came around and it was Sunday. So one thing you must do when you're in England, anywhere in England, is go for Sunday roast. Go to a nice pub and have a Sunday roast because they are just the best. And many places have, you know, selection of meats as well as vegetarian and even some have vegan ones. So definitely recommend Sunday roasts. So awesome to see him and catch up with him. He stayed over that night. So we had a few beers and yeah, it was just so nice to see him. And then basically like the week before I left to Morocco, my friends Carrie and Owen came back on the Wednesday. So I got there Saturday. Lovely to see them. It was also really nice to have the flat to myself as well for the first few days. Carrie had organized a kind of welcome home little soiree with a few friends, a few close friends on the following Saturday night. So they got back Wednesday, so the next Saturday. So that was awesome. We got very drunk and lot a like so much laughter. Oh my God, it was just so great. The only thing that obviously sucked was that I couldn't really walk around Brighton like my old hood like I would normally do because of my, my knee. So I kind of had to bust it and... Just walk a little bit. Like I couldn't, I didn't even go down to the seafront. And I'm literally a block from the (laughs) seafront until after I got back from Morocco. It was ridiculous. I was like, okay, this is going to be super annoying and frustrating to actually travel in Morocco by myself with the state of my body. (laughs) So on the Sunday, I ended up going to the hospital because it felt like my kneecap was dislocated basically right and you can even see like it's like it's not in the right spot so it was just so painful so I went to emerge and got some x-rays and spoke to the doctor and everything and she's like well the good news is yeah it's not your kneecap isn't dislocated but with the x-rays I can't really tell my guess which was my guess as well it was that you probably torn some tendons in your knee unless we do an MRI I can't be 100% sure on that Speaking of which, I have been waiting for my MRI appointment, so May 6th, it's now September 29th, I still don't even have an appointment for my MRI on my knee, which is not good. Thanks, COVID, again for that. So, yeah, I was like, and then all my friends were like, I don't think you should go to Morocco, man, and you're like, you're crazy if you go, and I'm like, yes, well, you know that I'm crazy, so I'm going <laughs> I mean, I could have probably got all my money back except for maybe one or two places for all the hotels I booked and hostels. One last reminder, if you want to save yourself money on your accommodation and get the free 24 to 48 cancellation fees on most bookings, then please head on over to manyroadstravel.com forward slash booking. Okay, back to the show. But I was just like, no, I want to go. I can be very stubborn and I... I was just like, I'm going because I'd also booked flights because I, I, again, usually, as you know, I like to travel by land. But I just knew with time constraints and physical restraints, I couldn't quite do it, everything by land, although I did a lot most of it by land. So I did have a flight from Casablanca to Agadir, which Agadir is my last place I went to in Morocco. So I wouldn't get my money back for that as well. I'm like, no, I'm just going. I ended up going on June 7th. This episode is kind of a little bit of an intro of the trip. Next episode, we're going to crack on with Morocco. And my first stop, which was Tangier, which is right on the coast. And you can basically see Gibraltar in Spain. It's that close. And now so these it's are my time tips of for what to do or see. Tam's top Tips! So obviously is the Brighton Pavilion, which is crazy cuz it looks like this Indian mini Taj Mahal or something in the middle of Brighton, England, which is just bizarre. So it was built by Prince Albert the turn of the century basically. Yeah, it's amazing. It's full of like Chinese and Asian it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird to be in England because you're like, oh, I could be in Asia. But yeah, it's definitely amazing. Go definitely check that out. And my friend Carrie works there too. Okay, so tip number two is you've got to go to the lanes. There's two sets. So there's South Lanes and North Lanes. And I used to live in South Lanes right in the heart of it, which was awesome. And it's just full of all these really cool shops and cafes, and restaurants and pubs. It's great for shopping. So definitely, definitely check out the lanes, both of them. And they're just kind of small cobblestone like little roads and alleyways. It's really, really cool. I love it. And then I also lived in Kemptown. <laughs> First place I lived in Brighton was in Kemptown. Kemptown again is awesome. And it's the heart of like the gay community. So all the, the most of the stores and pubs and restaurants are kind of based on the LGBTQ community awesome place and that's where like Brighton Pride is one of the biggest pride festivals in all of Europe and it's it's amazing although now it's become a bit more corporate when I first the first 10-15 years I lived there it was free amazing such good fun and obviously the (laughs) seafront now gotta remember these are pebble beaches not sandy beaches but again The whole seafront is filled with, you know, fish and chip shops and bars and restaurants and there's loads and loads of tables and umbrellas you can sit out and just watch the world go by. Another thing that would be great is you can get a bus or if you rent a car, go up to Devil's Dyke and that's just this beautiful green rolling hills and you can see, you know, beachy head and even the olive white on clear day. So it's amazing views. So yeah, Devil's Dyke. I definitely love Brighton. I recommend Brighton. It's so much fun. It's got such a great vibe. Loads of live music as well and artists. And it's very international as well. So definitely check out Brighton. Okay, so we'll see you next time when we head to Morocco, Country 77. And if you need any more info, then yeah, definitely check out manyroadstravel.com. Until next time, safe travels one road at a time.